0: I'm Andrea Crisp, welcoming you to the second episode of 12 Notes, discovering us in music. Today, we'll be highlighting amazing female guitarists that are actively breaking barriers and letting the world know that they have something to say. We'll also take a look at the few women throughout history that made their voices heard, especially when it comes to male-dominated genres like rock and roll. According to Rolling Stone, a 2018 Fender study revealed that 50% of beginner guitar players in the US and UK were women, and this growth only seemed to continue during the pandemic of 2020. About halfway through 2020, popular guitar-making companies were met with surging sales as many looked to the guitar as a quarantine hobby. And in a New York Times article of that fateful year, the surge apparent on Fender's learning platform, Fender Play shows the demographic driving such an increase. Nearly 20% of the newcomers were under 24, and 70% were under 45. Female users accounted for 45% of the new wave, compared with 30% before the pandemic. I got my guitar last year in June, but I waited for it to come for about four or five months because there was a huge amount of back orders. Was it worth the wait? obviously, I'm obsessed with my Dark Knight Stratocaster. Still, while part of this backlog was because COVID-19 had completely decimated the shipping industry, there was also a notable increase in the demand for guitars, especially amongst women. Historically, the male rocker image has been reinforced from the classic rock era of the 50s and 60s through the grunge period of the 90s. As Paulina Subia's article with Five Cent Sound notes, While these men are surely legends in their own right, there is undoubtedly a persistent problem with their veneration. In the act of putting male rock musicians on a pedestal, women in rock are given barely a portion, if any, of the same recognition. There are so many women throughout the development of music and the evolution of rock that have redefined instruments and created genres, and there are women still doing that today. So I'm going to try my best to recognize as many bright, talented female guitarists as possible. But please keep in mind that just because someone is on this list doesn't mean they're better than someone that isn't. Music is vast and constantly evolving, so I encourage you to look further than the names mentioned today. We all have a voice worth listening to. Last year, I left you with a final Christmas carol, Carols by Candlelight, by Orianthe Panagaris, and today we're bringing her back. Known better as Orianthe, the Australian musician, singer, and songwriter started playing guitar when she was six, three years after starting her music education with the piano, and went on to perform with Alice Cooper and rehearse with Michael Jackson on what would be his final tour. Despite her past accomplishments, Orianthi's major debut album, Believe, launched her solo career, producing the worldwide hit According to You. So let's take a listen. According to you, I'm stupid, I'm useless, I can't do
1: anything right. According to you, I'm difficult, hard to please, forever changing my mind. I'm a mask in a dress, can't show up on time, even if it will save my life, according to you, according to you. give it away I'm a girl with the worst intentions that you're the boy who puts up with that according to you according to you but according to him I'm beautiful incredible. he can't get me
0: appearing as Carrie Underwood's lead guitarist during the 51st annual Grammy Awards Orianthe toured extensively in 2010 after releasing Believe. But shortly after her hit album's release, she also put out a four-song EP, including the single Shut Up and Kiss Me. As I previously mentioned, Orianthi has not only performed her own songs, but played with and for various artists, including Steve Vai, who plays on her track, Highly Strung. In 2010, the duo released a popular music video. She ecstatically described the experience to SongFact, saying, Getting to do a song with Steve for the record was just awesome, and making a video with him was really cool. It has a real sort of 80's feel to it and was really simple, but it really focuses on her playing. And I would agree, it's really cool. So here is Highly Strung. Back in time, there are various influential and talented female artists that have established a name for themselves throughout history. So even though this episode is focused on the present, I still want to credit these amazing pioneers. First up is Lizzie Douglas, better known as Memphis Minnie. Douglas got a guitar when she was eight years old, just five years before she would run away from her Mississippi home for the last time. Her hard life had an immense impact on her songwriting which contrasted with the glorified and popular blues performers of the 1920s. Her raw and personal style outlasted the Roaring Twenties, and she went on to influence electric Chicago jazz and blues. Moving forward, the power of the black woman stays strong with Sister Rosetta Tharp, who performed well-known songs like Didn't It Rain and Strange Things Happening Every Day which would become the first gospel song to chart on what is now Billboard's R&B chart, and is considered by some to be the first rock song ever. Despite stunning people who had never seen a black woman play the electric guitar before, as an LGBTQ plus black female artist of the early and mid-1900s, her mixture of blues, gospel, and folk music would make her the godmother of rock and roll, influencing well-known artists like Elvis and Johnny Cash, who shouted her out as his favorite singer of all time during his induction speech at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Speaking of which, next we have Mother Maybelle Carter, who some of you may know better as Johnny Cash's mother-in-law, She performed first with the Carter Family, a folk music group that was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame with her brother and sister-in-law, before going on to perform with the Carter Sisters, allowing her to play with her three daughters, Helen Carter, Anita Carter, and June Carter Cash. Posthumously inducted into the Bluegrass Music Hall of Fame in 2001, she invented the extremely influential strumming technique known as Carter Family Picking, or the Maybell Carter Scratch, which places the melody in the bass notes with chords in between, creating a way to play lead and rhythm guitar simultaneously. Back in the present, despite popular belief, classical music is not dead. Classical music has had an immense influence on rock, best exemplified in the neoclassical rock movement of the eighties. Our next great guitarist is Sharon Isbin, a multiple Grammy award-winning artist and founding director of the guitar department at Juilliard. Alongside her great successes in the classical genre, Isbin released her album, Sharon Isbin and Friends, Guitar Passions, in 2011, in which she performed with various rock and jazz artists, including Hart's Nancy Wilson and one of the few male guitarists mentioned today, Steve Vai. Despite their contrasting styles, Isbin has compared Vai's performance on the electric guitar to an opera singer, and both guitarists have shown their appreciation for collaborating with artists of different genres, with Vi describing it as an educational and influential experience, calling the classical guitar an extremely dynamic instrument. So let's take a listen to Allegro. Ultimately, Isbin is a classical guitarist performing jazz fusion alongside Baroque and Latin music, so in our next song, rather than featuring an electric guitarist, Isbin plays an extremely popular piece in the world of classical guitar, Asturias by Isaac Albinez, a Spanish composer, conductor, and pianist of the late 1800s and post-Romantic period. This piece was originally written for the piano, and I actually performed this prelude from Opus 232 about two years ago for a recital. It is genuinely such a fun song to play, and just as fun to listen to. So here's Sharon Isbin performing Asturias. Next, we have Vicki Genfin, a well-rounded virtuoso guitarist who also plays the piano, banjo, trombone, and hand percussion. Taking up the guitar when she was five years old, Genfin went on to study classical music and jazz at Ithaca College in New York. Performing music self-labeled as folk meets funk, Genfin now utilizes uncommon open tunings and a slap-tap technique. She also provides online guitar and sound healing lessons. In 2001, she released a second self-produced album, Outside the Box, which includes her award-winning song, New Grass. on the acoustic train, Yvette Young started taking piano lessons at four and violin lessons at seven. After graduating from UCLA, she started her solo career using her background in piano to apply polyphony, or music with two or more independent voices or melodies, to the guitar. In 2014, she founded Covet, a three-person band focusing on math rock characterized by complex, atypical rhythmic structures, odd time signatures, and angular melodies. Art Rock, created for listening and contemplation rather than for dancing, and Progressive Rock, born from the psychedelic bands of the 60s and 70s. In 2019, Covet released Acoustics, an EP featuring three acoustic songs, including Shibuya. So let's take a listen. Despite Young's involvement with Covet, she has also performed as a solo act and with various other artists. With an original two-handed tapping style influenced by her classical background, Young's electric melodies move away from the gentle acoustic material of her first album, and display the intricate nature of the math rock genre. Our next song is one of my favorite songs right now, because regardless of how I feel when listening to it, I'm moved by the music to feel strongly and wholeheartedly. So here is Polyphia's Rich Kids featuring Yvette Young. just do music. Her artistic nature spans into the fine arts as well, and she painted her own seven-string Strandberg. The cover of Covet's 2020 album Technicolor displays one of her paintings, and she is now beginning to teach master courses on the guitar after previously teaching art classes. Still, music is a vital part of her life, and in 2017, she performed with the progressive metal group Scale the Summit en masse. with Gain is actually from Finland, and sings in both English and Finnish. Aria Lutinen started playing the guitar when she was about 15 years old, and went on to study music education at Sibelius Academy in Finland, becoming the first woman there to major in electric guitar. Influenced heavily by artists like Aretha Franklin, Ray Charles, and Bonnie Raitt, the first female artist to have a signature Fender Stratocaster, Lutinen has performed with various successful artists, including Carlos Santana, who has told audiences she's the future. Amidst the apocalypse two years ago, she released a live album, Lockdown Live 2020, which includes her track, Don't Let a Good Woman Down. (laughs) After earning the title of European Guitarist of the Year in the European Blues Awards of 2017, Lutonen was ranked 14th on Guitar World's poll of the 30 Best Blues Guitarists Today. Last November, she kicked off the Queen of Slide Guitar Tour, the nickname coming from her use of the blues technique that aims to replicate the singing voice. Back in 2014, she released The Sky is Crying, which features a live performance of Dust My Broom an awesome display of what Aria can do with this technique. So here is an excerpt from Dust My Broom. and into neoclassical speed metal, we have The Great Cat, also known as Catherine Thomas. A classically trained violinist who graduated from Juilliard, Thomas toured in the genre before crossing over to thrash metal inspired by her classical background. Her discography includes two different takes on Bach's Jisoo Joy of Man's Desiring, which some of you may remember from our last episode. While the Great Cat has performed this song on the violin, she has also transformed the piece for her preferred genre in her track, Box Jisoo Joy Mosh. (laughs) ¶¶ listed as one of the fastest shredders of all time by Guitar One magazine, she is claimed to be the reincarnation of Ludwig van Beethoven, and famously converts classical pieces into heavy metal renditions. Despite her affinity for Beethoven, which is displayed by her seven albums and EPs featuring his music, her 2002 album, Wagner's War, includes Liszt's Hungarian Rhapsody No. 2. I'd buckle up my seatbelt if I were you. greatly influenced by the glam metal of the 80s, so I wanted to highlight three extremely talented and influential women of the era. First we have the infamous Joan Jett, who rose from the all-female band The Runaways, which produced the 1976 hit Cherry Bomb, and later became the frontwoman of Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. With notable songs like Bad Reputation, I Hate Myself for Loving You, and I Love Rock and Roll, Jett has made a huge impact on modern-day punk rock and was inducted into the rock and roll Hall of Fame with the Black Hearts in 2015. Another great trailblazer of the 80s, Nancy Wilson, lead guitarist of Heart, helped pave the way for women in rock by simply being there and being herself, much like the other talented women we've mentioned today. Because of Wilson and her sister Anne, Hart became known as the first hard rock band fronted by women in 1974, and when she joined Hart, famous for songs like Crazy on You and Barracuda, her mixture of acoustic and electric guitar elevated their sound. The band would go on to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2012, and in 2021, Nancy was finally able to record a solo album, You and Me, including a tribute for Edward to Eddie Van Halen, who tragically passed away in October of 2020. Interestingly, Joan Jett isn't the only rocker of the Runaways that has made an impact. When you think of women in 80s rock, the only people that really come to mind are Ann Wilson, Nancy Wilson, and Lita Ford. Ford began playing the guitar when she was 11 years old and was recruited for the Runaways at just 16. The band broke up in 1979, and after some gradual success, she released her well-known self-produced 1988 album Lita, including Close My Eyes Forever, a duet with Ozzy Osbourne, and Kiss Me Deadly, my personal favorite of hers. Ranked highest on Watch Mojo's Top 10 Female Guitarists of All Time of 2014, I once said, She's so cool, I want her to be my friend. And that statement rings true as ever. So let's hear Kiss Me Deadly.
2: It ain't no big thing. Late for my job and the traffic was bad. Had to borrow 10 bucks from my old man. Uh It ain't no big thing.
0: Just like the Runaways, the Iron Maidens, a tribute band formed in 2001, has produced brilliant female guitarists that are making names for themselves as we speak. And it's pretty interesting to see history repeating itself in some ways. Courtney Cox, better known by her stage name Adriana Smith, and Nikki Stringfield are currently performing as the band's guitarists. But notable former members include Nilly Brosh and Nita Strauss. According to Wikipedia, Cox, Strauss, and Stringfield are also the first female artists to have their own signature guitar with their favorite guitar companies. So our first featured maiden is Nili Brosh, an Israeli-American songwriter who started with the classical guitar at the age of seven, inspired by her brother, and moved to electric guitar after discovering the band Extreme, which is actually one of my favorites. Please check out Song for Love if you have the chance. Graduating from Berklee College of Music in 2009, Brosh's career continued to grow as she joined the Iron Maidens in 2010, began working with Tony McAlpine in 2011, and launched her solo career two years later, opening for Ingve Malmsteen alongside her brother. Brosh would then go on to perform with Cirque du Soleil, but her solo career stays strong with top songs like A Matter of Perception and The Spring Tune. ¶¶ As the current guitarist for a total of three bands acting as the touring guitarist for Heaven Below, Nikki Stringfield started her career with Before the Morning and remains a permanent member of the Iron Maidens. In 2019, Stringfield released her debut solo EP, Harmonies for the Haunted, shortly after the album's first single, When the Devil Comes Down, was released on October 18th of the same year. So let's take a listen. But most definitely not least, we have Nita Strauss, who has a signature Ibanez, just like Steve Vai. In 2014, she replaced Orianthe as Alice Cooper's guitarist and has toured with him since. The number one artist on Total Guitar's best guitarist in the world right now, Strauss's self-produced and highly acclaimed 2018 debut album Controlled Chaos features a multitude of insanely great songs and starts off with Prepare for War an aptly named prelude to the album's second track, Allegria. Ford's Controlled Chaos started after being included in She Rocks Volume 1 in 2017, alongside artists like Lita Ford and Orianthe. And a year later, after completing Controlled Chaos, having done much of the engineering work herself, Strauss signed with Sumerian Records to release and distribute the album. The second single, Mariana Trench, became the official theme for WWE's NXT TakeOver War Games after her previous work with WWE, performing live at pay-per-view events in 2018. So let's hear it. Ibanez signature artist with her own model guitar, DiMarzio made the Nita Strauss-inspired pandemonium humbucking pickups. Then, in 2019, she received the Inspire Award at the seventh annual She Rocks Awards, presented to her by Nick Bocott of Grim Reaper, and Steve Vai, who she deems a longtime guitar hero. Still, her days with the Iron Maidens undoubtedly influenced her as an artist, and roughly three years ago she told Guitar World, There were always people in the audience that judged me on the way I looked. They just assumed because I was a girl that I wasn't going to be any good, and it motivated me to improve and nail it every night. Drawing on the world around her, Controlled Chaos includes loads of music with deep, dark tones, including The Quest. are not limited to the loud and fast. Nita earned her nickname, The Hurricane, from her performances with Alice Cooper, who said she can play anything. To wrap us up today, we'll be showing off her softer side with a sentimental power ballad here with you off of the Controlled Chaos album. some that you have. But regardless, these women are talented, bright, and no matter their genre or background, they're just getting started. I urge you all to recognize that in a world as universal as the world of music, we can't let first impressions and unfair assumptions stop us from seeing the raw talent and truth that people can bring to the table. I know it's cliche, but don't judge a book by its cover. And try your best to peel back the onion. Have the courage to dig deeper than face value and allow your mind to freely explore the infinite possibilities, not just of music, but of people. Music is meant to make you feel, above all else, free. Gender roles are not the only limitations society must face, but I'm more than confident that humanity has the courage to make a difference. Next episode, we'll enjoy a blast from the past to pluck your heartstrings and get you all a bit emotional, a bit romantic, right in time for Valentine's Day. This has been Andrea Crisp, and I hope you can all take the time to peel back the onion in all aspects of your life, for all of us, and for music. Keep rocking, and I'll see you next time.